Star Wars 7x7 episode 3344. Time to Fly is the name of part three of the Ahsoka series. And we've got our patented seven takeaway breakdown here for you on today's episode. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So we'll kick things off as we do on these breakdown episodes with our first breakdown point. This is the summary of the episode where, once again, not exactly a heck of a lot happens. So you can sum it up in three particular bits. Our heroes arrive at Setos to discover the hyperspace ring, but they are shot down. Meanwhile, the New Republic Senatorial Committee has refused to allow Hera to get involved in this operation and provide support to Ahsoka and Sabine. And Ahsoka and Sabine have restarted their master Padawan relationship and training. So those are the major beats of the episode. For our second takeaway, we can talk about that training situation. First of all, with a nod to a very old Star Wars trope, the one about putting the helmet on with the blast shield down and Sabine saying, I can't see, how am I supposed to fight? Very familiar, of course. But as we discover through the conversation that happens with Ahsoka and Sabine, and Sabine and Hu Yang, and Ahsoka and Hu Yang, <laughs> these combinations of things, that what we're dealing with with Sabine is that she doesn't have force powers as far as we know and Ahsoka basically says something similar about her you know about the force being in all living things which is what Kanan had said all those years ago but she can't necessarily manipulate it and Ahsoka says you know talent is a factor and you know the discipline and whatnot but for her way of thinking it's the training and the you know the mindset that she brings to it that will make her a success will make Sabine a success overall and that you know according to what she says to Hu Yang she's not necessarily training Sabine to be a Jedi she's training Sabine to be herself to more fully come into her own she has a facility with weapons that is part of her Mandalorian culture and training but there's still yet another level for her to reach and that's what Ahsoka is trying to help her with. For a third thing, let's talk about the New Republic Senatorial Committee, which is led by Chancellor Mon Mothma. So a wonderful return by Genevieve O'Reilly here. And yet, and yet, this is, you know, probably, you know, one of the sticking points of the episode, the fact that, you know, it seems like they kind of have to manufacture this idea of a conflict, basically. So we have the classic situation where, oh, you know, somebody is saying that they want to go do something, but they're going to be accused of having ulterior motives about it. And yeah, it's pretty clear that Hera really does want to go after Thrawn and want to make sure that they are preventing a particular kind of danger to the New Republic and to be accused of just doing this so that she can find her long-lost surrogate son Ezra Bridger as it were right that sort of thing it just sticks wrong basically and the fact that you know, anyone's using that as an excuse to try to shut down this whole 
mission to try and find Thrawn and to deal with that particular threat. You know, I don't know if that's just, if it's the trope thing that frustrates me about it, or if it's the fact that something like that probably happens a lot more commonly in real life than, than we want to have happen. Yeah, uh, that was a particularly frustrating point for me, but, you know, such is life. For a fourth takeaway, speaking of surrogate sons, not a surrogate son in this case, an actual son. So Jason Sindula gets name-checked as part of the conversation between Mon Mothma and Harry but then after the meeting's over where Harris said yeah he's even here he's on the ship somewhere he's right there and so we actually get to see Jason Sindula a lot earlier than I thought we would in live action and he talks about how Aunt Sabine is going to be a Jedi and can he be a Jedi too he wants to be a Jedi and Harris says yeah I know you do and tosses his hair but what that actually means <laughs> don't really know and so now we have to start asking ourselves about whether Hera really would want that for Jason whether she thinks about what happened to Kanan in their backstory and history and him having to sacrifice himself for the ghost crew to make sure that they survived you know all of that complicated stuff seems to be playing in and so yeah, it seems like we have a subplot being introduced or at least I certainly hope we do I hope that isn't everything that we get about Jason and about his desire to be a Jedi. I think that would be a loss for us if that was the case. For a fifth takeaway, I'll note that even as there are challenges in between factions on the good guy's side, there's also challenges between factions on the bad guy's side as well as we discover in this episode. So when Sabine and Ahsoka and Huyang arrive in the Seto system and start getting attacked by the various fighters led by Maroc and Shin Hati, at some point, they chase him close enough to the hyperspace ring right, where the ring is able to do enough damage that it looks like maybe they've disappeared. They're off the hyperspace ring's scopes, but then Shin Hati finds the adrift ship and says, yeah, you almost got him, so we'll take care of it. And so you get the clear sense that there is no love lost between Shin Hati and Morgan Elsbeth. But we haven't seen Shin even talking to Morgan so far in the previous episode, so it is kind of interesting that suddenly she's getting snippy with Morgan, or at least feels like she has the license to do so. For a sixth takeaway, let's talk about how they are deliberately connecting some dots for us in terms of moving the plot along. And I'm talking in particular about how we get the description of the hyperspace ring from Hu Yang and the fact that in the Jedi Temple they you know, had knowledge of intergalactic hyperspace routes where you can go from one galaxy to another and that it would follow the migration paths of space whales or star whales also known as Pergil which we met originally in Star Wars Rebels and which are fascinatingly all hanging around Setos as well. And come to think of it I'm almost surprised that we haven't heard about intergalactic travel in the High Republic novels, especially considering that they have the paths, which are ways to travel differently in hyperspace from what you know, most people do in hyperspace travel. So yeah, that seems like, you know, something where maybe there would be a connection at some point. But as far as this goes, we're setting up the plot situation to explain not just how we take the steps to get to Thrawn, but also the technology and 
being able to world build in a way to show us that, yeah, this is the galaxy you know, and this is how it generally operates, but here is a way that it can still work within the rules of the galaxy that you know and love, and yet still be able to introduce this concept of intergalactic travel. And then for a seventh and final takeaway, just a fun fact, Senator Ziono. Very exciting to see that character because this is the father of Kaz Ziono, who is, of course, the main character in the animated series Star Wars Resistance. So here's yet another tie into animated series in the Star Wars galaxy, which is very fun indeed and that's what i've got for you it's a quick episode it's one of the sh it's it is the shortest one so far and yeah uh, you know there's not a lot to it but also some very interesting stuff in it as well and that is going to do it for our episode of the podcast it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always i may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be 7 by 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7 by 7 We hope you love it.